You are listening to Legally Binding, a podcast brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law that is all about providing the business community with useful and practical legal tips and advice for growing and sustaining business ventures. For more information, please feel free to visit our website at www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. We hope you enjoy. I always talk about if you're entering into an agreement, the agreement needs to be in writing, um, and there are certain things that need to be in that in that agreement to uh, really identify and articulate how the the relationship is going to work. Uh, one of the things that happens is during throughout the course of a relationship, oftentimes the nature of the rela- the relationship changes. So there are certain terms and provisions that need to be modified or you know amended and updated. The the way that the relationship starts isn't necessarily the way that the relationship is going to continue to operate. So these are the three ways that you can modify a contract. Um, first two are intentional. The third one is not, and that's the one that gets people in trouble. So the first one is a writing, right? So you you in the contract or in a, in a separate contract, you restate the terms of the, of the relationship, you restate how certain things are going to work, how provisions are going to um, are, are going to be understood within the contract. So a lot of times in your contract you'll say this contract can only be modified or amended by a writing that's signed by both parties. Um, it'll also say something to the effect of um, a failure to enforce any of the provisions under this contract does not constitute a waiver or a modification. So those two provisions just work together to say that if we are going to, well, the only way that we can amend the terms of this relationship is by actually writing in the additions to the contract and then actually signing it. So that's the first way. That's the way that everybody needs to make sure their contract um, articulates that it can be modified. The second way is orally. So if you don't have a provision in your contract that says that any amendment to the contract has to be in writing and signed by both parties, that means that you can orally amend the contract. So that's like you're just in a random conversation and you say, okay, well, I know I, I know I said that you could pay me on the 15th, but you can go ahead and just pay me on the 30th of every month and that'll be cool. That's an orally mod- that's an oral modification to the contract. So you can't just go back to, um, to being paid on the 15th unless you all both agree orally again. Um, oral modifications are very difficult because uh, you know it is he said she said and um, and if it again just like original and traditional oral contracts um, people's memories get fuzzy the, the farther they get from the conversation so um, you want to try and stay away from oral modifications but oral modifications are typically agreed to by both parties now the third way and the way that really gets individuals in trouble is modification by what's called course of conduct so this means that you you're operating under an agreement there's no provision within your contract that the only way it can be amended is by a writing that's signed by both parties. Um, It also doesn't state that your failure to enforce any terms or provisions under the contract does not constitute as a waiver or an amendment of the contract. Now, let's say that you're operating um, under an agreement and you are owed something under that agreement. So let's say that there there's a payment structure. You owe money. Yeah, well yeah. So you owe money, but I'm I'm not talking about the typical. So let's say that that there's um let's say that there's a split that that both parties are supposed to receive. Let's say that you're going out and selling a widget. And let's say that you all have agreed to a 50/50 split of the widget, but let's also say that whoever identifies the party that's buying the widget receives an additional amount on top of that, well, before that that 50-50 split. So um, we'll call it a commission. So there's a commission, 
then after the commission, there's, there's that 50-50 split. Now, what happens if you're operating under the terms of the agreement and throughout the course of conduct, you all are not paying out the commission? Now, let's also say that there's one party that is the active party that is go that's always uh, the one identifying the person by the people buying the widget under the contract. Um, so now let's also say that there comes a point in time where y'all get upset at each other and y'all want to break away from the contract. Now you realize that there's this this pot of money that you have not received because you all have not been enforcing the original terms with, in which the original terms was that there was supposed to be a commission and then a 50-50 split. Understand that unless your contract has certain provisions in it, you have modified that contract based on your course of conduct. So if you have $100,000 that you were never paid based on the original terms of the contract and you were operating in a, in a manner that was different from those terms, you've modified those terms based on your course of conduct and you can no longer go back and try to recoup that $100,000. So the modification by course of conduct means that if you are doing things that are not in conformity with the original terms of the contract contract and those terms are meant to benefit you then you need to go back and you either need to put in additional terms uh within the agreement that show that they uh that the that the agreement cannot be um modified without an actual writing signed by both parties and that any waiver of enforcement of any of the, the traditional terms does not serve as a waiver or a modification because there are people that are getting in trouble because they, they start to operate differently and then they try to go back and say, oh, well, that's not what we, we originally agreed to, not really understanding that because you've acted in a different way, that contract has been modified and you can't just go back to the original terms of the contract without the other party agreeing to it. So in a, in a grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things, you would technically have to redo a whole another contract and that party would have to completely agree with that new contract. If you want to go back to the original terms or if you don't like the way the way that you've been just operating based on your conduct and you want to change it, yes, you either have to write a new agreement or you have to sign something saying that you're going back to the terms of the original agreement. Wow, um, that sounds expensive. I mean, it's not. It's expensive if you don't do it right on, on the front end, as, yeah, as, as right, right, as it always is, exactly. right. So yes, yeah, so, I mean, just you know, do it right, do it right, get do you, it, do it right up together. front, you know. Once again, this has been legally binding, brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law. For more information, visit our website www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. And of course, don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media and subscribe to our podcast so that you can receive updates on each newly released episode. Until next time, we wish you continued success in life and in business.